Welcome to the Adventist Healthcare and You podcast. I'm Shanna. I have Nimit with me. Hi, Shanna. Hi, Nimit. And Nimit, you have some news. Nimit is a new dad. How are you feeling? How's mom? I'm feeling great. I'm very excited. Um, my baby boy came in two weeks ago. We delivered at Shady Grove Medical Center and everything was great. The baby's healthy. Mommy's healthy. Good. We could get a little bit more sleep, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll come in time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're always happy to welcome a new Shady Grove baby. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And um, you got a special season, holiday season coming up. So. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're, we're excited. Yeah. Good. I'm so glad to hear everybody's doing well. Yes. Um, and he's super cute. <laughs> um, I'm not biased, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are joined today with Dr. Avni Jane. Hi, Shana. Hi, Namit. Hi. You got a special delivery in time. I did. <laughs> that, that's true. Yes, that's awesome. Well, Dr. Jane, you've been on before, so we're really happy to have you back. Happy to be back. Yep. For our listeners, Dr. Avni Jane is a family medicine physician with Adventist Medical Group in our Germantown location. And Dr. Jane, you and I have known each other a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> so I always love having you on. We have an interesting topic today about cancer screenings. Throughout the pandemic, we've been hearing bits and pieces about people delaying screenings. And we know the importance of early detection in cancer. We've talked about that a bunch of times on the podcast in the past. So we just wanted to talk about screenings and what people should be looking for, the types of screenings that are available, and just kind of go into all of that. So I'm so glad that we're talking about this. As we're approaching the new year, everybody's looking to get their new year resolutions. I think this, uh, going back to your doctor, catching up on the screenings that we have missed during the pandemic is so important. Cancer still remains the second leading cause of death in the United States. The first one being heart disease. So I know that a lot of my patients tell me that, you know, they didn't want to come in during the pandemic with COVID and everything going on. So it's so important that you go back to your primary care provider and at least start your basic screenings. I think okay. when people hear about the word cancer, they're just a big deja vu there. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to assess right. it. They don't want to get screened for it because they, if it's not screened, it's not there, right? right? And I think people just have the misconception saying that, you know, cancer, we just don't want to hear about it or even right. consider it. Yeah. Why are cancer screenings so important now? So you're so right, Nimit. I think cancer is such a stigma word. And that's what I tell my patients, that ignorance is not bliss. Um, sometimes they feel like, oh, I don't want to know about it because if I know, then I'm going to start yeah. so many tests and whatnot. So cancer screenings are so important because early detection is the best prevention. And I know we talk about that for breast cancer. We talk about that for other things, but that's the truth. If you can get into your doctor, start off with your yearly screenings, which we'll talk about in mm -hmm. a bit, I would highly recommend. I think one of the other things that makes people push it off, and I was guilty of this. We've talked about, I got my mammogram for the first time this year. I was 41, so I delayed it for a year. But I did it because, not because I was scared of what I would find, but because I just couldn't find the time and just was like, well, nothing's wrong. I don't have a family history. I didn't feel the urgency to do it until I Finally, I was like, I, I just have to do this. I think it's the inertia also. Yeah. And then what to expect? A lot of women tell me that mammograms are so uncomfortable, but you're going to be uncomfortable for those five minutes. But, you know, what you learn then, if it's bad, it saves your life. Mm -hmm. What are the sort of main 
cancer screenings that we have and some of the guidelines. We can start a little bit about breast cancer. Let's just start there. Yeah. So let's talk about breast cancer and the screenings. So the breast cancer screenings are done by a mammogram. You talk to your doctor about your family history, about, you know, what's right for you. The American Cancer Society recommends that all women starting at the age of 40 get a mammogram every year. I know that there's a lot of talk about self-breast exams and how they are not very helpful, but I still recommend that to my patients because a lot of my patients who've had breast cancer say that they caught the lump during the self-breast exam. So a monthly self-breast exam is also what I recommend. And only we know our bodies best. We know what's normal. We know what feels normal. And so even just knowing your own body with the self-breast exam is important. I think you just said it, you know, knowing your normal is so important. So those exams are important. What about other kinds of cancers? So like prostate cancer, I know we talked about that previously in our podcast. Prostate cancer screening starts at the age of 55 in men and it goes on till the age of 70. It's done by the test called the PSA test. It's a blood test between 40 and 55. If you have a family history or if you're African-American, you should talk to your doctor about starting it earlier. Colorectal cancer. Colorectal cancer is a difficult one. The guidelines have changed. Earlier, they were 50 years of age onwards. Now they have changed to 45. And I know people dread a colonoscopy and I would do that too. Mm -hmm. But it is so important that you at least get a baseline colonoscopy. There is a new talked about test, the Cologuard. And it is a stool DNA test where they send you a kit home. You put your stool sample in there and send it back. It's good for those people who don't want to get a colonoscopy, but it's not the gold standard for detecting cancer. A Cologuard test, if it's normal, is good for three years. A colonoscopy, if it's normal, is good for 10 years. If they detect polyps during a colonoscopy, then you can be asked to go back every three, five or seven years. The one thing that people need to know about the Cologuard test is that while it detects cancers and large polyps, it does not detect small polyps, which a colonoscopy does. And if a Cologuard is positive, you still have to go to a colonoscopy. So at 45, you recommend a colonoscopy will be the gold standard. Definitely. Definitely. And that's for men and women. That's for men and women. Yes. Yeah. My husband had to get one early. He's got a family history. And so it's not the most pleasant thing. You know, nobody likes to talk about it, but gave us some level of relief that we knew what to expect Definitely. moving forward. And just like my mammogram, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> and, you know, they, they put you to sleep. So you kind of know what's going on, but you don't really feel it. Mm-hmm. And from what I hear from my patients, the prep is actually worse than yeah. the procedure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the anticipation is worse than that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> and and again, But everybody's different. That's the other thing. Everybody's right. different. Everybody experiences things differently. I agree. But you do feel better once you've done it and you know the results and you're like, oh, I did this and and my health is good or I found something out and they fixed it or, you know, I know what to do. The peace peace of of mind mind that you get with it, it's invaluable. Yeah. 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 So what about lung cancer? So lung cancer, starting at the age of 50 to 80 years, they recommend a yearly low-dose CT scan for a person who has smoked 20 pack a year or those who have quit in the past 15 years. So lung cancer screening is not for everyone. It's mainly for smokers who have smoked a certain number of packs a year. It's a low-dose annual CT scan, and I would definitely talk to your doctor about getting those done. Okay. So, So that one is 
men and women, but if they have a history of smoking. That's correct. Okay. If you have a history of smoking, that one then still really important to get. It's very important right. to get. Yeah. I've had so many patients who've had lung cancer detected during this annual CT scan. So wow. it's very important. That's good information. Cervical cancer? So cervical cancer is for women. Cervical cancer is sexually transmitted. It's transmitted via the HPV virus. Any woman from the age of 21 to 65 years of age should get a pap along with HPV testing every three to five years. They do not recommend a pap spear under the age of 21. The interval of testing depends on your family history, upon your findings. But I would say every three years, a pap smear is needed. So a lot of these are part of your regular checkups. When you check in with your doctor, your physical, you kind of get reminded, hey, you need to do this or you're due for this, which again emphasizes how important those annual checkups are. I could not agree more. The annual physicals are very important. Depending on your age, your doctor will talk about the specific cancer guidelines that are needed for you. Yeah, I was just thinking about that while you're going through all the different cancers, like communication between your provider and yourself is very important. Also like lifestyle choices and family history, Definitely. all that comes into play. And and there's a lot of data out there, right? Like which one's more sure. recent, which one's not more recent and what's changing, what's not changing. I think having that clear line of communication with your provider is key here. It's very important. And the guidelines change. I don't want to say all the time, but they <laughs> but do. Frequent. Yeah, but they do change yeah. and get updated frequently across all of them. And that's why it's so important. For too. sure. And they change because the incidence of cancer is also changing in the different age groups, yeah. which is very sad. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's related to the smoking, uh, the tanning beds, the sun exposure, people being more sedentary, being more overweight, eating unhealthy. So I think a healthy lifestyle is very important to prevent these cancers as well. Well, that leads into my next question was, what are some common and risk factors. And you just actually named some lifestyle things that we all could do, decrease our risk or just look at our lifestyle a little differently and make some small changes. Yeah, I I think a lot of this, you know, obviously if there's a genetic issue, then it's different. But Mm -hmm. a lot of these cancers can be avoided if you lead a healthier lifestyle, eat fresh food instead of processed food, exercise regularly, 150 minutes a week, get proper sleep, smoking cessation, avoid excessive alcohol. I think those are all risk factors. The one other cancer that I wanted to talk about is skin cancer. And we see that more than we want to. And I know that sun exposure and tanning beds are a big cause of skin cancer. While we don't talk about skin cancer as much, at your regular physical, your doctor should be doing a full skin check, looking out for any new molds, any discolorations, any changes in your molds that you've already had. And if there are those changes, then you do require a dermatology referral. Let me quickly add some things about a few more cancers that do not require regular screening. But if you have a family history, you may want to talk to your doctor about it. And that is ovarian and pancreatic and thyroid cancer. So while there's not enough data that you need to be screened for those regularly, if there is a family history, do talk to your doctor because there are specific screening tests, at least for ovarian and thyroid cancers, which can be screened by ultrasound to see if you are at risk for those. 
How do you keep track of all the screenings and things you have to do? And I think going back to getting that annual physical is very important because your doctor keeps track of your regular screenings and what you need. So I know that during COVID, a lot of people did not get their mammograms, did not get their colonoscopies. And now as people are getting more comfortable coming into doctor's offices and coming back for their physicals, we're helping them catch up. So, you know, a lot of my patients do keep a little diary and a Mm -hmm. calendar where they say, oh, this is when I had my colonoscopy. This is when I had my mammogram. And it's super helpful for me. But if you're a person who cannot keep track, then your doctor keeps track of all of I was going to say, I wish I was that organized. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with cell phones nowadays, people could keep yeah, true. Definitely. Yeah. Too, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's some app out there for that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't necessarily keeping track of your screenings, but knowing your family history would Absolutely. also kind of help you understand your risk and have those conversations with your doctor. Yeah, I think that is very important because knowing your family history also changes the age at which you start the screening of different type of cancers. Any other questions? Nimit, do you have anything else? No, I think this is a great conversation. Yeah, this was good. I I learned some things and I'm going to maybe start keeping track better. It's always good to see you guys. (laughs) You too. We're really happy that you were able to come and you'll come back again, hopefully. Okay, good. Well, thank you, Nimit, for joining us. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. And to our listeners, thank you as always for listening. If you'd like to find Dr. Jane, you can find her at AdventistMedicalGroup.org. And if you want to find and learn more about Adventist Healthcare, that's AdventistHealthcare.com. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you, Dr. Jane Nimit, and be well. <laughs>